0: Welcome to the Confident Parent Podcast, where we want you to feel confident in raising kids who have a thriving relationship with Jesus. I'm Joshua Humpa, the children's pastor at Oak Creek Assembly of God, and the father of two spectacular kids with my wife, Stephanie. In this episode, we're gonna discuss how to pray for your child's heart so that you can see actual life change and to help you feel like you got this. What's up? What's up, you cool parents? Welcome back to another episode of the Confident Parent Podcast. Hey, hopefully you are having a great school year with your kid, that things are going smooth, that you've gotten to a good routine. And hey, real just real quick, if you have not listened to the last episode, the one about the five ways to uh, create a godly home at sc- you know, the school year, man, I want to encourage you to do that Um, maybe right after this episode, but to do it soon. Uh, And thank you so much to the many of you that have sent back feedback on ways that it's been helpful or that you're appreciating it. Uh, There's been a lot of you that have asked for the Right Now Media for the free account that we have as a gift from the church. If you don't know about Right Now Media, this is like Christian Netflix. It's this free streaming service that the church gives to you uh, with tons of access for adults and for kids. Now, the kid stuff is super good. There's Bible Man, 321 Penguins, What's in the Bible. Uh, another show that I recommend is called Superbook. It's like this action-packed adventure uh, serial program, but it's it's really good. I mean, it looks at Bible stories in a brand new way. Your kids are going to love it. And so listen to that episode, and um, hey, I would encourage you share this podcast with other people as well. And I'm excited about today. Today, uh, this topic, it kind of changed my kind of changed my view on parenting and what to pray for with my kid and the way that I kind of address uh, parenting. And and it all came from uh, a child dedication class and a story that someone else shared. And so we're going to get to that in just a second. But as we begin to talk about this, we're thinking about our kids and and all that we do for our kids. You know, as parents, we're trying to set up our kids for success while also enjoying the day-to-day, right? I mean, that's why we send them to school. We want them both to learn now so they know how to read today. But also that they have a great future, that they're smart, they're intelligent, they're sociable, that they're set up for success. You know, that's why we bring them to church, so that they'll grow in their walk with God. Uh, but also to make sure that they're solid in their faith, that they're serving Jesus as an adult, that they can make wise choices as they grow up in sports, right? We want our kids to have fun now in sports. We want them to win. Well, we also want them to learn the fundamentals now so that they'll be rich and famous and professional athletes and be able to take care of us in the future. <laughs> but there's a lot that we're trying to do. We're trying to help our kids now and for their future. And so today, um, you know, as we think about our kids, you know, there's a there's a lot that we try to do to try and control our kids, control the environment that they're in, the trajectory they're on. But especially as they start going to school and as they get older and older, there's less that we do to control the situations that they're in. And more and more as the years go on, they have to do this themselves. And so with our kids, you know, how can we feel confident that they'll that even when they're surrounded with kids that have different values or or behave different than how our kids do or what we want our kids to, how can we feel confident that these kids will will love Jesus? You know, that we'll make the right choice. How can we be confident that they'll be okay? And so this is where this idea of pray for your child's heart, where it comes in and where it's helpful. You know, and it all came from this, this story that a parent was sharing in a child dedication class. Now, this class is where we, we as parents, we stand up before the church and say, hey, we're going to raise our kids to love Jesus. And what I'd love to do uh, as we teach this class before we actually do the dedication service is I'd like to ask the parents, you know, what are some ways that you are in, in your home— Raising your kids to love Jesus. How are you? Modeling your faith and talking about Jesus often. Now, a couple of years ago, there was a family uh, that that shared this this story that, you know, kind of changed, changed the way that they were parenting and praying. And it all started with one of their one of their sons. Now, this kid, he's a little bit older now, and he's awesome. Just a great, great kid. Love him. But man, he is rambunctious and energetic and fun (laughs) and full of life and asks a lot of questions. And he knows what he wants. Uh, and so when he was a little bit younger, it was a lot more of a struggle, you know, to trying to get him to do the right things, and to be obedient and to respect authority. And so uh, the parents could see the trajectory that if something doesn't change, this could this could spell trouble for him in the future. And so they said that they would, you know, of course they did all of the the disciplined things and you know take things away or you know trying trying everything that they could. And at night when they would pray together as a couple. They would often pray, God, give us wisdom. How can we help this kid out? Like, we don't know what to do. We feel like we're at a loss. Um, God, please help his teachers give wisdom. Like, give us wisdom. Help his pastor, me, help us know what to do on how to help him, to set him up for success, to guide him, and to discipline him well. And they said, this is interesting. One night, all of a sudden, it just clicked. It has to be the Holy Spirit, right? It clicked in them that instead of praying for themselves— you know, for wisdom for them on how to parent their kid, how to lead them towards Jesus. Instead, they should pray for their child's heart. Pray that God would change him from the inside out. That God would begin to shape and form his heart in the way that God wants it to be. That ultimately, his heart, his attitude, who he is on the inside, would become who God created him to be. And they said ever since then, that's how their prayers were offered up in regards to their kids. That God, God, you would change their heart. That you would shape their heart to be who you wanted them to be. Less on me and what I'm doing. God, you got to change their heart. When they, once they shared that story, wow, it just, it clicked inside my head that, yes, we are all ultimately responsible for our own choices, our own decisions. And so, yeah, we want to pray for our kids' heart. And so that's kind of like the big idea for this podcast and kind of the, the thing I want to encourage you to do daily is to pray for your child's heart. And in just a little bit, we're going to give you some specifics on on how you can pray for your child's heart. You know, instead of just praying this generic, uh, I pray for my child's heart, God, uh, please help him." We're going to talk about some specific ways that you can do that. You know, there's this quote, and, and I tried to look up who said it, but it's kind of this famous Christian quote that's gone throughout all of the church history. The quote is, "We we ought to work as if it's all up to us and then pray as if it's all up to God. I mean, what that means is we have to work. We have to put in the energy, uh, strategize and figure out ways to work as if it's only up to us, that if we don't do it, then nothing will happen. And then kind of on the flip side of that coin is praying to God as if if God doesn't do it, then it's never going to happen, right? On one side of the coin, it's it's all up to us. On the other side of the coin, it's all up to God. And if you have that balance, wow, you will see dramatic change in your life. And that doesn't just apply to your kids. That applies to everything, to work, to whatever, anything, your relationship with God. We ought to work as if it's all up to us and then pray as if it's all up to God. You know what that looks like in real life is that for us as parents, we have to discipline, right? We have to instruct our kids, guide them on their choices as early as we can and, you know, kind of control what their environment looks like until they have to go off and make their own choices and decisions. And each kid is different. Each kid needs different instructions or discipline. You know, my son and my daughter, they need different kind of guiding. They need different environments to be in in order to be successful. But also on the other side of that, most importantly, it's it's praying for our child's heart. Not just praying for God to protect them or, you know, to lead them, but praying for them on the inside of who they are. Because ultimately, only God can change a person's heart, either through conviction or through revelation, you know, I want to try, I want you to try and think about this for yourself. You know, what are the, some of the moments, kind of those like defining moments of your life where something changed in you, where something clicked, right? Like there was a behavior change or a mentality change. It was either God, you know, convicting you of something that you had done, you know, grabbing a hold of you, shaking you and say, knock it off. Or it was just pure revelation. You're reading scripture, somebody was teaching you something and something just clicked for the first time in a way that it hadn't before that was God revealing this truth from you to you. And so this this idea of praying for a child's heart, it's all throughout scripture. There's a lot of scripture about our hearts. You know, it's one that just where we can just jump off and begin from scripture. It comes from Proverbs, Proverbs 4:23. Now this is Solomon writing this, and kind of the description of this chapter that he's writing is a father's wise advice. You know, and this is totally applicable to this podcast, right? If we wanted to share with our kids some 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 of the smartest things that we have to give to them, you know, this would be it. And this is what Solomon is doing, the wisest man that ever lived. This is what he's writing uh, to his kids, Proverbs 4.23. It says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. What Solomon realizes is that who you are on the inside, you know, the real thoughts and feelings that you have, the attitudes of the world, your worldview, who you really are on the inside, of your heart, where that's at will determine the rest of your life. Now, Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah, chapter 17, verses 9 and 10, God is laying out to Jeremiah all of this stuff that he's going to do to. Whip them in this shape, this punishment that's coming to the Israelites for disobeying God, for just totally going off the wagon. And here's what God says to Jeremiah, and then Jeremiah wrote down for us. God says, the human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? Now, I'm going to pause. There's another part of the verse right there, but there's kind of like this quote. You can see a lot with like Disney princess, like merchandise or stuff like that, where it says like, Follow your heart or, um, do what your heart says, you know, there's a lot of like movies, like kids movies that say like, just follow your heart. And what God's saying is, no, do not follow your heart. Your heart is bad, right? If you think about your just internal, natural things that you want to do, oftentimes it's very selfish. You know, it's, it's, um, momentarily pleasing. It's whatever makes me feel good or makes me happy in the moment. It's not ultimately what's good for us, what our heart, what our flesh wants. But here's what God continues to say, Jeremiah 17, verse 10. But I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine secret motives. I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. You know, God's revealing to us, hey, your heart is who you really are. And and I know as God, I know all of the secret things that are going on inside of there, all the ways that you scheme, that you're plotting, you're trying to maneuver situations, manipulate it, work it out for your selfish gain. I know what's really going on inside your heart. And so what we want to do is we want to pray for our kids' hearts. We want to pray that our kids would have godly hearts. You know, an example of a kid that had a godly heart is David, who ended up being the king of Israel. And like the great, 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 great grandpa of Jesus. It's interesting when uh, Samuel, the prophet, when he was instructed by by God to go and um, go and find this next king, um, he led him to this house, the house of Jesse. Jesse was the dad. Jesse had, you know, all these boys. And he's going through all the boys from oldest to youngest. And Samuel is asking Jesse, like, dude, you got any more kids? You got any more boys? And of course, <laughs> here comes David, the little shepherd boy, the youngest little guy. He comes before him and Samuel, you know, in first impressions, like, are you serious? Like, this guy's going to be the king, <laughs> the guy that's in charge of everything. And here's what God said in First Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. That's talking about the older boys. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. The Lord looks at the heart. And David, David is described as a man after God's own heart. You know, the heart isn't like literally this literal beating, heart pumping, you know, organ of your body. What scripture is talking about, what we're talking about with our heart is who we really are on the inside. You know, our real thoughts and feelings, like our soul, you know, like the, the person, if we strip everything away Who we really are on the inside, how we really think about the world, how we really act, you know, our integrity. You know, an example of what this looks like is um, let's just, let's use an example of someone going to jail. Let's say that this person goes to jail. They did some really bad stuff. Um, They're sentenced to, let's say, 10 years in jail. You know, they could spend 10 years in jail. You know, everything, their whole environment is very constructed. You know, everything, their discipline is extreme. Everything's stripped from them, their freedoms. And when the 10 years comes up, there's a choice that this person has to make, right? And oftentimes it's, it's sad, it's sad. Oftentimes we see that those that have been incarcerated are repeat offenders. That even though all of this discipline and outward and control of the environment was happening to try and, you know, break this bad behavior or this bad attitude, break this heart, this bad heart, it doesn't work. You see, unless God changes something on the inside... The behavior will never change. You know, God talks about like, you know, we can see how people, you know, people judge the outward appearance. You know, you can make it seem like you got yourself together. And and that's why we see a lot of times when people mess up, it's like, man, I, I never saw it coming because they were this way or, or, or when, you know, people are talking and then something slips and say, oh my goodness, I have no idea where that came from. I don't know why I said that. I never say that. Well, it's because that's really what's on the inside. That's what's in your heart. And so God can change the heart guard our hearts protect our hearts and so i want to encourage you pray for your child's heart pray for your child's heart now how what are some specifics what are some ways that you can pray for your child's heart um so that god does bring life change inside of them well let's i'll give you just a couple of examples um and even some things that my wife and i are doing now um maybe for example for your kid um there's a sense of entitlement you know this idea of like. I deserve, or this is mine, or just this general lack of generosity or thankfulness. You can pray that God would shape a grateful, thankful heart in your child and pray for that daily. Pray for it whenever you think about it. Pray that God would give them a thankful, grateful heart, that they would understand on the inside that things aren't free, that things are expensive, that it's hard work to get stuff, um, to accomplish things. And so to be grateful to God and to those around that have helped make it, pray that they would have a grateful, thankful heart. You know, another really encouraging thing that you could pray for a kid is pray that they would be confident in their faith, that on the inside that they would know who God is, that it wouldn't be just like, hey, this is mom and dad's thing. And we just kind of go to church and we we pray together because that's just what our family does. But that instead there would be confidence owning the relationship with God. That on their own, they'd be confident in their faith and know, I'm a child of God, and I have chosen to serve God. That they would do that on their own. Pray for confidence in your child's faith, that they would own the relationship. You know, you can pray for an obedient heart. God, please help my kid to be obedient, to honor authority, to honor, ultimately, you, God, that they would not have the, the, the strong desire to disobey and do what they want, to be selfish, but instead to be obedient, to be selfless. You can pray for that. You know, we've been what I've been praying for my son. Um, he just turned three, and he's just he's a, a wild boy. I mean, that's who God made him to be. He is so much fun. He's a ham. He's great. Uh, this past Monday, uh, on our that's that's our day off. I probably wrestled with that boy more than I've ever in his entire life. I mean, the whole day was like wrestling and roughhousing with him, and he loved it. I told my wife he's probably he's probably never laughed so much in a single day. As he did on Monday. Um, just tickling him and wrestling him and throwing him around and man, he loved it. He loves trying to run and knock me down. He's a he's a wild boy. But my prayer is that he would be, that he would have a gentle heart. That even though he has this energy on the inside, right? This he's just he's built that way. That's how God made him. That his heart, his attitude, who he is on the inside, would be gentle. Not only in how he, you know, touches people, but also in his words, in his attitude, that he wouldn't be um, quick to lash out, you know, because he has this all of this energy and this everything is dialed to ten. But that he'd have a gentle heart, and so that's what we what we pray for, my son. We pray that he'd have a gentle heart. And that kind of leads to maybe even the, the bigger idea of what you can pray for your kids, and that leads to the fruit of the spirit. You know, gentleness is a fruit of the spirit, and, and as Christians. That's the list that we're trying to get to, right? That if you're going to like give me a task list of things I'm trying to accomplish each day as a Christian, it's the fruit of the spirit, which is, you know, I'm going to just list them all off. It's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You know, scripture says, Paul wrote that list for us and, and he wrote out in Scripture, he says, there's no laws against this thing, right? There's no law that says, hey, you cannot be more loving <laughs> or, hey, stop having so much peace or don't be so joyful, right? You're not going to go to jail for being, you know, too faithful. <laughs> um, and so that's what it means to be a Christian, you know, to actually like live it out, to make this real. And so you can pray for the fruit of the Spirit within your child's heart. That that's the proof. That's what comes out of a person. Love, joy, peace, patience, all those fruit of the Spirit. That's what comes out as more of the Spirit's in them, as more more as their heart is changed and becomes more like who God made them to be. That ultimately God wants us to be just flowing, bursting with faithfulness, gentleness, with self-control. That that's what the Spirit does inside of us to change our heart, to make us more like Him. And so you can pray that the fruit of the Spirit, and pray for those specific things. Pray that the fruit of the Spirit will be evident in your child as God begins to work and change their heart. God loves your kid. I mean, he made them. He designed them. He knows He knows more about your kid than you do. And he knows what your kid needs in their heart, on the inside, to change in order to be successful now and in the future. And so, let's ask him to help us out. We'll work as if it's just up to us, but then pray. Pray for our child's heart as if it's just up to him. It's a scary world, Thankfully, God is with us and can change our hearts and our kids' hearts. Let me pray for you. Let me pray for your child. Let me pray that your prayers would be powerful and effective as you pray for your child's heart. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your scripture. Thank you for your word that guides us, that leads us, that gives us this instruction to guard our hearts because out of it, the rest of our life is determined. And Lord, we pray for each of the, the children's hearts that are that are represented by the listeners today. Lord, we do pray that the fruit of the Spirit will be evident in those kids' hearts, that those kids, that they would on their own accept you as their Savior and own their faith. That's not just something that mom and dad do. It's not just, it's a family thing, but that they on their own would so strongly desire a relationship with you. Father, I pray that as these parents pray, that their prayers would be powerful and effective. That As they pray for their child's heart, that you would hear it. God, I mean, you promised that you're always gonna hear our prayers but Lord, that you would honor those prayers and that that these families would see a difference as they pray and, and give this to you. They would see a difference in their kid's heart as a result of talking to you about it. Thank you, God. Thank you for being with us. that We don't have to figure this out on our own, that you very much are with us and you're in control. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, hey, I'm looking forward to the change that's gonna happen in your kid's life uh, now and in the years to come. And that your child would be just thriving in the relationship with Jesus. Hey, if this has been beneficial to you, I want to encourage you to share this podcast with people. The more people that have this, the better our, our city, our culture, the world will be as more kids are following Jesus. Thanks so much for listening. See you on the next episode.